Jim here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And today we have our second edition of our free agency roundup. And obviously there's a lot to talk about. There are lots of quarterbacks on the move. And one team, exactly what direction are they heading in? Um, but to start off, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. And obviously you all know the news. Tom Brady is now a Buccaneer, which seems wild to say onto itself, but the fact that he will be wearing a jersey is even crazier. A different jersey is even crazier. But it's for the better for Tom Brady, <clears throat> and maybe even for the Patriots, but we'll get into that later. Uh, look, Tom Brady signed with the Buccaneers. It's about a two-year, $50 million deal. Now, the interesting thing about this deal is there is no franchise. He, he can't. They basically can't franchise tag him, nor can they trade him, meaning he definitely wants to play more. It's just how much longer does he want to play, and is he actually going to stick with the Bucks? Um, to, to start off, he's joining a team with young, raw potential. They got Ronald Jones, who's been great. They have an offensive line who's strong. Their defense is up and coming. They, they still have a lot of key fixes on the secondary to fix, but besides that, they're pretty good. The receiver tandem uh, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans is amazing. I mean, it really is. It was one of the best. It was probably the best receiver duo. In the league last year, both over a thousand yard receivers and both eight plus touchdowns, which onto itself is crazy. Um, look, Tom Brady now can enjoy a team with better weapons. Last time he had good weapons was probably, um, yeah, a while ago. I mean, I, I don't even know if you could consider the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49 against the Seahawks, even that great of weapons. I mean, he had Rob Gronkowski, who was regressing. Uh, he didn't really have guys. They had to Chris Hogan and they had Julian Edelman, but no one was really great. And Julian Edelman hasn't been amazing uh, in the past few seasons. Uh, but besides that, I like the move. Tom Brady's a great receiver. And yeah, I, I do like it. Now the Panthers. The Panthers are an interesting team. And I think it's a team that we need to talk about for a second because look, this team is discombobulated. I mean, Last year, they had the potential to be really good. They had the potential to be really, really good. And now they're, they're okay. I mean, they're, they're not great, uh, but they're not bad. And they got a great running back, but the quarterback has always been a problem. And so we're going to start with Cam Newton. Because if, they, if this is, like, not the biggest story that we have, that the NFL has to, had to deal with for over the past a year, it, I, I don't know what else is. I mean... Cam Newton is so stuck up that he just won't play football. And I don't know if it's maybe he started not to like Ron Rivera or just the, the, the front office, but he is so stuck up. Like, he he thinks he is the best person ever. And he and I, I haven't heard any stories about him. Like, you know, and obviously he's probably a great guy, but on the football field and, you know, talking and, you know, just being in the football aspects of it, He's, he's pretty suck up, and he thinks he's the best when he's he's average. He's not great, but he's not bad. Um, and it's absurd that it's come to the fact that the Panthers now have to have Cam Newton find his own trade, which says one of two things. Either, either they're too lazy to try to trade this bum, or they... Uh, they just can't find a suitor, and I think it's uh, I think it's the the second one. I, I don't think they can find a suitor, and that is why they're let Cam, they're letting Cam Newton do this because I, no team tells a player, "Oh, you find your own trade." 
I personally think they can't find anybody who wants Cam Newton, and I wouldn't be shocked if anyone would actually want him. I think the only place he can go is the Chargers. The Chargers are in need of a star or a big player. Uh, that would be perfect for them. Uh, but on to the second part of the Panthers, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, high risk, high reward. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but at the same time, he's injured. He's going to get injured. He hasn't played a full season since 2015. So he's really haven't had, he hasn't been a full-on starter for the past four years. Which, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, he could play five games for the Saints, but at the same time, that's not 16 games. Now, I'm not taking away from the fact that he had an excellent five-game stint this year with the Saints, as he did go 5-0 for over 1,000 yards, beat some of the top teams in the league, three nine touchdowns, and only two interceptions. I'm not taking that away from him. I just think it's a risky, risky signing paying Bridgewater this money and locking him for three years. Um, on to next, we got the Colts. Look, I don't really know what the Colts are doing. And with these next two quarterbacks I'm going to talk about, I, I, don't, I don't think they want to win. Uh, look, the Colts got Phillip Rivers. Uh, okay, yeah, you had Brissett, who wasn't bad. Uh, you guys, they were close to a playoff team last year, by the way. I do want to mention that. And now you're taking an aging quarterback who hasn't really had any successful days or any years, I should say, in the past few years. Um, but he's not good, um, and I think we knew that, and that's why the Chargers said we need to go in a new direction. And, look, one year, $25 million, so they're not locking him into a huge deal, which is good for them. And I really think they're going to try to go for a quarterback in next year's draft. I, I, I really do believe that. Obviously, they did trade the 13th pick to help the defense. DeForest Buckner is great, but uh, I would have kept the 13th pick in any way possible. Uh, last but not least, the Bears. I mean, if this is not one of the most dysfunctional franchises I've seen in a while, then I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've—I I, I don't know what else would be. I mean, this team trades up about three years ago to get a quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, who, wait, oh, they could have got Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And now they're trading for a backup who, keep in mind, still has uh, three years in his four-year $84 million contract. And it's just—it's shocking to me how bad they have been at managing their quarterbacks in a while now. I mean, look, they had Jay Cutler. Uh, they had a few stints with some backup quarterbacks, and they said, okay, Trubisky's our guy. And now they're trained for an aging quarterback who's probably going to be a starter and will, by the week eight, will be on the bench and back to his position at backup. Um, I, I don't like it. I, I, a fourth-round pick is, yeah, okay, you got him for nothing. But at the same time, look, you, you, you traded a lot. to. I mean, you still... You're, you're still paying this guy a lot to be a below-average quarterback. And I, I don't know what it is with the Bears, but the, the, they can't get their quarterback situation ever down. At least they're not the—I mean, look, they're not the Cleveland Browns who have a terrible history, terrible history of quarterbacks, but they could become the Cleveland Browns of having bad quarterbacks. They could have that jersey with the 500 quarterback names. Um. Moving on to our next topic, and this is a topic that needs to be discussed. It's the Patriots. I mean, look, they have to rebuild. And I don't think Belichick and I don't think any GM or coach would ever say they want to rebuild. But they know, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick know it is time to rebuild. Because they're done. Their dynasty's over. It's officially over. Now, this is going to be the interesting thing. If, if, Tom, if Since Tom Brady's gone and the New England Patriots... Don't do anything with that team, who's pretty similar. Yeah, they lost a linebacker in a corner who were two valuable players. But that, that's going to question Belichick's, you know, is he really that good? Or it could question, look, if in Tampa, Brady does nothing and does really bad, then maybe 
you know, it was Belichick carrying the load for the past 20 years. So it's going to be really interesting for both sides. But they have to rebuild. I mean, your team, there's, there's nobody on the team anymore. They have Julian Edelman and Stephon Gilmore. I mean, that, those are really the only two players you can really name off the top of your head and be like, oh, those are key players. Um, but with this, this leaves the AFC East wide open. I think this is a perfect time for the Bills. I mean, this could not be a better time. Just trade for Stephon Diggs, who's, you know, he has some locker room issues, but he's a great receiver. Uh, they have still Cole Beasley and John Brown, who are two of the most underrated uh, receivers last year. And they have a quarterback, Josh Allen, who's good. He could, you know, he's not, I don't see him as, you know, elite thrower, but he could become that. And then they have, you know, they have a, they have a good defense. They have young defense. Obviously, they did lose Shaq Lawson, but, you know, they, they still have some guys to make up for it. Obviously, Ed Oliver had a great season last year. Uh, so I, I really do think the Bills, this is their time to take advantage with the Patriots now being in probably rebuild mode. Uh, but besides that, I'm going to get into just some notable free agent signings because I always like to cover that. I was going to go really fast. We got the Giants did sign Blake Martinez. I like it. Look, they, the defense is terrible. They need some sort of help in the secondary, the front seven. Anything could help, right? Uh, the Bears did obviously make a few moves. They got uh, Nick Foles. They also did sign Robert Quinn, who was the star defensive end last year for the Dallas Cowboys. With that, they did release Leonard Floyd, who would later be picked up by the Rams. Look, both moves are good. The Rams, they... I'm not even going to get into the Rams. It's a whole different podcast about the Rams. But, look, I do like the Robert Quinn signing. Look, that defense defense struggled last year because they were on for 95% of the game. So maybe, 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 maybe Nick Foles uh, can save them that time. Maybe make it, you know, 90%. Uh, the Falcons did sign Dante Fowler, a great move. Obviously, they did lose uh, Vic Beasley. Look, he came off a career year, 11.5 sacks. You can't argue with that. I mean, their pass rushing was non-existent last year. Uh, they really haven't. Uh, McKinley, actually, I will say, uh, McKissick out of um, UCLA did have a pretty good uh, second year. So, But besides that, uh, the Saints did sign Malcolm Jenkins. Way too much money, by the way. Four years, $32 million. He's a good corner. I know he was drafted by the Saints and all that, and they may, might want to feel bad, you know, here, take the money. But come on, guys. I mean, he, he, he's an average corner. He, he can't really play. He can't play coverage. He's, he, it's, been shined, it's been shown time and time again he is not a good coverage safety. And, you know, blitzing, blitzing safeties, there's only a select few who are really, really good this, um, this time around. The Cowboys did sign defensive lineman Gerald McCoy to a three-year, $20 million deal. I love everything about it. Um, you look, he's a great defensive line. They have no pass rush um, at all, so they, they needed something right there. The Chargers and the Broncos practically did a trade in free agency, but, you know, it wasn't a trade. Uh, the Chargers did sign Chris Harris. You know, look, the secondary has been bad, and they really need it this year. I mean, look, the Broncos have young talent, obviously the Chiefs, and the Raiders, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do. Uh, they got a few guys up there, obviously Darren uh, Waller being one of their better receivers, um, or receiver tight ends. Um, obviously, the Broncos did pick up Melvin Gordon. I do like it. It's it out. Philip Lindsay, I don't think he could last a full season by himself, so I do like the move. Melvin Gordon's a young veteran. I mean, sorry, a veteran, so I do like it. Uh, into cornerback news, because there was a lot that happened. Uh, the Lions did get Desmond Trufant. Um, with that, they did trade Darius Slate to the Eagles. I do I do like both deals. The Eagles need a secondary really badly, and the Lions, obviously, they weren't going to get Slay, so they needed some sort of veteran. So they did get Desmond Trufant, who has, who, who, who has been very good. Uh, obviously, injuries is something that does appear with his career. Uh, the Rams did cut Todd Gurley. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rams took the Rams cut Todd Gurley. Okay. Uh, well, the Falcons did sign him. I, I, I don't really know what to say about the Rams. They kind of have me a loss of words of how bad they have managed this football team this offseason. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. And obviously, the Saints did sign Emmanuel Sanders with uh, two years, $16 million. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. Look, I will be having a Rams podcast very soon. I just think it's essential to talk about the Rams because. I'm at, I'm almost at a I don't know how to describe their offseason. It wasn't terrible, but it it was it's been pretty bad so far. Um, but anyway, guys, I'm your host Jude as always, and I will see you soon when we talk about the Rams.